Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Earlier in the program, we talked about the Insurrection Act of 1807. Yeah, we had a little bit of a history lesson. Well, I'd like to go back even further in history and talk about another facet of the United States government. This one dates back to 1775. I'm talking about the United States Postal Service. Yeah, (laughs) in 1775, during the Second Continental Congress, Benjamin Franklin was appointed to be the first postmaster general and thus kicked off what is what we now today know as the United States Postal Service. And this story revolves around the president and some views he holds. I'm going to tell you up front, I oftentimes find myself agreeing with President Trump. Now, you know, his his tone is brash, and there are many of his tactics that I find a little distasteful, and that's a difficult pill to swallow sometimes. But in terms of policy, uh, for the most part, the president and I and his administration are going to align. I'm still working out my views on the Insurrection Act and his threat of using it, uh, which he made known from the Rose Garden just yesterday. And in fact, your texts and comments to my Facebook page are helping me uh, get to a better understanding of my position on this. I'm not exactly sure. I don't know. I, I know that we here in Utah were able to demonstrate uh, a pretty clear ability to maintain law and order for the most part without President Trump's involvement. You know, on Saturday, things were things were a little bit hairy. Last night, it was beautiful. Last night, as protesters took to the street, it was beautiful. We saw protesters and law enforcement officers hugging one another. There's one picture that's making the rounds right now where one of the members of the Salt Lake City Police Department took a knee. And not out of fatigue, but out of solidarity for the protesters. There were hugs and high fives, much gratitude expressed in both ways. Anyway, I'm still trying to figure out uh, what I feel about the Insurrection Act. Outside of Utah, uh, there are some cities that are going through it right now. And should should the U.S. military step in? I don't know. Help me figure that out. Five seven five zero zero. But let's come back to the Postal Service. The United States Postal Service traces its roots back to 1775. The Postal Service Act created the department in 1792, and since then, uh, you and I have been able to enjoy uh, packages, letters, deliveries to our home for standard rates uh, throughout uh, the history of the United States. And that reality is now coming under fire. 
There has been a debate for some time now, uh, that debate fueled by uh, President Trump and Secretary of the Treasury uh, Steve Mnuchin uh, regarding the value of the U.S. Postal Service. I'm going to play for you in just a moment some of the comments made by Donald Trump, by President Trump, and Secretary Mnuchin and others to include the chief financial officer of the USPS. But I want to share with you a quick tangential history story as well, alongside uh, the, the history of the U.S. Postal Service. And this one dates back to 1986. There was a, a woman, her name was Megan Brennan. She, in 1986, became a letter carrier for the U.S. Postal Service in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. After that, she worked as a delivery and collection supervisor. Also a plant manager in Pennsylvania and a district manager in Massachusetts. Then she took a break, went off and got some schooling at MIT, so she's super smart. And when she came back, she served as manager of field support and integration uh, for the U.S. Postal Service. Anyway, the years went by. She continued to progress. Ultimately, in November of 2014, the Board of Governors over the Postal Service voted to appoint Brennan Postmaster General. And she, since then, has served as Postmaster General. She announced earlier this year that she would be retiring, in fact, yesterday. But uh, that retirement date was pushed back until they could get a few things sorted out. What needs to be sorted out is exactly who will come after her and what the attitude of the Postal Service will be going forward in terms of its financials. It is a massive organization. Revenue in 2019 totaled $71.1 billion. $71.1 billion in revenue was brought in by the Postal Service. But their net income? They lost $8.81 billion. Why is that? Well, because a number of years ago, via an act of Congress, it became required that the U.S. Postal Service fund into the future all of its pension obligations for 10 years. So of all of the pension agreements into which the USPS had entered into with its employees, it is by law required to fund that 10 years into the future. Now, the overwhelming majority of companies across the United States do not uh, operate under that requirement. And so it is that the Postal Service each year for almost the past 10 years or so, 12, 13 maybe, uh, they have operated at a significant, significant loss. And that fact is lost. That requirement of future funding, the pension, uh, is lost on many who criticize the USPS. Because if you were to remove that requirement, they would certainly satisfy their obligations, but they would also be operating in the black, something they have been unable to accomplish for some time now. And then they occasionally have asked for some help, most recently in the, uh, the coronavirus relief package, the CARES Act. The notion of helping the USPS and offering them a $10 billion loan was addressed by Steve Mnuchin, Secretary of Treasury, to President Donald Trump. Do you support uh, any money for the Postal Service? So I can comment on that, Mr. Ahead, President. So we authorized in the last CARE Act uh, over $10 billion of a loan. 
Uh, my team is already actively working on that with the Postal Service if they need the money, and we're, we're dealing with that. And then Trump weighed in. The Postal Service is a joke because they're handing out packages for Amazon and other Internet companies, and every time they bring a package, they lose money on it. The Postal Service isn't a joke. I mentioned earlier that often I agree with the president uh, on his policies. Uh, Right now I'm in the middle of trying to work out my beliefs on his uh, use of the Insurrection Act. But one thing I can certainly say is that the United States Postal Service is no joke. There's an opinion piece in the Deseret News right now. I'll post that on my Facebook page in just a moment. But the United States Postal Service is a need. It is a, it is a necessity. It must remain in place for so many reasons. First and foremost, the rural residents of our country rely on it for almost everything. Medication is delivered. Educational materials are delivered. And if it were to be privatized, that standard flat rate, which applies to every resident, every citizen of the United States, would go away. Now, I am a free market guy, okay? (laughs) I think that free market forces should dictate uh, almost everything. But in this instance, one that, that dates back to before the founding of our nation, this guarantee should be honored. And it ought to be looked at with a more discerning eye. So wherever you find yourself uh, in conversation or at the voting booth, uh, please remember that the USPS is necessary, it is helpful, and there are Americans uh, whose lives rely on the services offered by the Postal Service. That's it for me. I must say goodbye and step aside for Jeff Kaplan as he delivers you Jeff Kaplan's Afternoon News here on KSL News Radio.